have Brother Looper this morning as he come. Brother Looper. Bless Praise him. the Lord, everybody. Amen. Amen. There's something about that wonderful name of Jesus. How many has ever found power in that name? Amen. Victory in that name. Help in that name. Healing in that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thankful for the name of Jesus. Praise God. And you know there's nobody that can call on it like people that's been buried in his name. How many is thankful you've been buried in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? Hallelujah. 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 Amen. While you're turning in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 2, let me make some announcements to you today. Um, Brother Lambeth will be here. Brother Brad Lambeth will be here with us next Sunday morning from Brazil, so you won't want to miss that service, and uh, he'll be here with us next Sunday morning. Uh, Tonight, we will be receiving our mission pledge offering tonight, so uh, be thinking about that today, and I feel like the Lord has tremendously blessed this church since we have uh, been doing this for the past three years. This will be our fourth year into this mission pledge, and the Lord has blessed us in these years that we've been doing this, so look forward to doing that again this year. And so remember that announcement, be prepared to do that if you, uh, if you um, miss out on that. I know some is not here, but we will be doing it. Give you a couple of weeks uh, opportunity to give in the mission offering uh, pledges for this year. Had a great time last night with the young married couples. I know my wife and myself are not um, young married anymore. We're kind of out of that age bracket, but they went to a good place to eat. So we went with them, and uh, we had a great time. Thank Brother, Brother Brandon and Sister Candace for doing that. I would like to, um, in, in this next month, I need to know, I want to take the entire church out to dinner, and uh, I want to take you all to Catfish Cabin on a Monday night. They're going to open the restaurant for us, so it will only be our church people there. And if I can get enough of you to go, I will have a sign-up sheet uh, today. I will have some paper out there. If you will, sign up your name and how many people uh, will be going with you. I want the entire church to go. So if you can possibly go, I'd appreciate you doing that. I want to do that as my appreciation. We have Pastor Appreciation Month, so in February we're going to have Saints Appreciation Month. And uh, so I'm going to take all of you out to eat. Uh, this month and uh, so remember that if my wife or sister Jessica or someone would get some paper out on the welcoming desk because that'll be able to be done after church so I need your name and uh, how many will be in your party so we can get a number of how many will be going so remember that and then if I can get enough uh, we'll uh, set a date on that but it will be on a Monday night the good Lord willing. So remember that. Don't forget that after church. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 2. And that ought to, that ought to make where, where nobody is upset at me for what I had to say a while ago. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse number 2 says, Unto the church of God, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus 
called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Now, pay close attention to what he says. He's writing this letter to the church at Corinth. He said, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth. And then he said, this is to them that Christ Jesus had called to be saints. Called to be saints. I want to uh, uh, pay close attention to these two phrases, the church of God, and then called to be saints. With the Lord being my helper this morning, I want to try to deliver to you what I feel on my heart from the Lord. I want to talk this morning to you, a world in need of the church. A world in need of the church. I, I was typing this out, and uh, I first looked at it, and I had it as a world in need of a church. But I changed that to the church. There is a difference between a church and the church. Amen. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. Let's worship the Lord together. Ask God's blessings upon his word today. God, we love you today. We thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to come to your house to worship and to praise your mighty name. We ask you, God, to open the ears of the hearer. God, that we would hear, that we would receive, that we would respond, that we would obey your word. Anoint your messenger today, God, to preach your word. We pray it all in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you for standing, you may be seated. A world in need of the church. Amen. I, I believe today there has never been an hour that humans have been living that we need a church such as today. We need a move of God like never before. When I look at the scripture here in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, which he was the founder of. It was built upon the rock, Jesus Christ, but he was the one who brought the gospel to Corinth and started the churches there. Uh, history tells us that he was there somewhere between... Uh, two years and 18 months, or 18 months and two years, somewhere in that time. And uh, the church of Corinth is, is, uh, was started somewhere about 52 A.D. The Apostle Paul was called the Apostle Paul because uh, he was the great apostle that started many, many churches in different parts of the country. One reason I, I believe of the persecution of the church starting at Jerusalem was to spread the church out, to uh, force them to move to different areas uh, at that time where the gospel could be preached to different people because they had congregated uh, there in Jerusalem. There was thousands and thousands of people in the church at Jerusalem until... 
the uh, persecution of the church. When they started persecuting the church, people started uh, moving out uh, to different areas and uh, people started having churches in their house from that congregations was born, churches was started across the known world at that time. Rome built the new city of Corinth uh, in the place and, and uh, made it the capital, history tells us, the capital of Greece in 44 B.C. The population of Corinth, uh, history tells us, was somewhere between 100 and 700,000 people according to different sources that varies uh, quite a bit from a hundred to seven hundred thousand but uh, uh, happened a long time ago so so no one really knows how many people but it was a very large populated area and uh, we know that in the population uh, the bigger the city the more crime the more diverse that it becomes the uh, pretty much the more liberal that it becomes and different philosophies, ideas, opinions are taught. Uh, school systems are more corrupt. Politicians are more corrupt. And uh, so goes uh, uh, the downfall with the major populated areas. And so the Apostle Paul went there and he started the church. He is writing to them as the church of God, which is at Corinth. He said, now I'm writing these letters to you, and when you read the, the letters that he, writ, he has written to the church, you will find that there was problems, that there was things that the Apostle Paul was dealing with, things that needed to be talked about. Uh, that that really you wouldn't want made public in the church, but the Apostle Paul, unable to attend the service there, he wrote these letters and they are recorded in the Holy Bible. Thank God for that, to give us instruction. I think for more reasons than one. One, to let us know how to live and uh, how to conduct business in church. And then, as I, as I read the letters written to the church, it makes me aware that, that even churches that the Apostle Paul was the bishop and the apostle over were not perfect. So it gives me a little bit of hope. Amen. It gives us hope. It gives this country hope. Amen. Knowing that people were people then just like people are people now. And the people had problems then just like people have problems now. Amen. So there was things that was going on that the Apostle Paul was dealing with. The church. Now when we take the church into consideration, it is the greatest thing, the greatest organization that God has placed in this world. When I think about the church, I think about this very statement of the church in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. It says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock to which God, or to over, over the flock which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God. There is that phrase again, to feed the church of God which he had purchased, speaking of Jesus Christ, had purchased with his own blood. What makes the church is the owner of the church. 
the one who purchased the church. I have said this many, many times, and I will continue to say it many, many times because at a young age, it made an impression on my mind and in my spirit, uh, and it has never left me. But uh, my daddy was having a debate, and I tell you over and over and over, I want everybody to know this, and I want you to remember this. You remember these things that, that I did. When I'm long gone, some of you say, boy, I remember Brother Looper. He always said that same thing about the church. And they were discussing, and uh, him and uh, another religious organization was discussing where the church was birthed. And, um, of course, we believe that the church, well, we don't believe, we know, because the Bible tells us that the church was birthed into existence on the day of Pentecost. And uh, so so they were arguing that point with Daddy. had a bunch of preachers, and they was discussing, and they was fussing back and forth trying to get him ready for this uh, public debate. And uh, so me being ignorant and unlearned and an embarrassment to my father, I walked in, I said, what difference does it make where the church was birthed at? The point is, it happened. <clears throat> he looked at me in disgust and he said, it makes all the difference in the world. Because if you don't know where it started, you don't know what it taught. Amen. So if you are confused about where the church began, you will always be confused what the church taught. Amen. And so I have never forgotten that. I have preached about that multiple times, but, but uh, I will continue to do so. But it is founded upon a rock. We find in Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18, and I say also unto you, now when you take this scripture into its setting, you will find that Jesus came and asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, risen from the dead. Some say you're Elias. Some say you're this. Some say you're that prophet. But then there was this great discussion about what people said. And Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, Whom do ye say that I am? Now you've been with me. You've heard me preach. You've heard me teach. You've seen me perform miracles. Now I want to know what what is your interpretation of who I really am? The disciples kind of stuttered around, him hawed around. I think, I think they knew the answer, but they was as scared to give the answer. You ever, you ever been asked a question and you know the answer to it, but you kind of mm, him haw around because you don't want to possibly be wrong and be embarrassed in front of uh, uh, people. So this is what was going on. But there was one loud mouth that did not know how to control himself. He didn't know how to control his temper. He didn't know how to control his mouth. And Peter said, Thou art the Christ. And about the time he said it, I can only imagine as he, I, I can't believe that come out. But then Jesus said, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. What he was reminding him is, Thou art Peter. 
means uh, a small stone. I'm not going to build my church or found my church upon a small stone. There is some that put the apostle Peter on a pedestal and say the church was built upon the apostle Peter. The church was never built upon the apostle Peter. It was built upon the revelation of the mighty God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I want to tell you the church is predestined to win. Amen. It's not about to lose. It's not about to go under. It's not about to crash. But the church is predestined by God to win. Amen. I know people scared of predestination. I'm not predestined to be in the church. But if I'm in the church, brother, I'm going to be a winner. I like to win. I like to be a part of a winning team. So when I joined up in the church, when I was born into the church of the living God, amen, when I got God to forgive me of my sins, and I went down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ, and I was filled with the Holy Ghost, I come out a winner, amen, I come out in something that is predestined to win. Some of you can't get excited about being on the winning team. I still get excited about being on the winning team. Amen. I still get excited every time I hear that the church is going to survive. Just stay in the church. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. The church is still going to make it. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. When I think, when I think about the church, amen, I ask us to question today, when you think about the church, what does the church mean to you? Amen. You can pretty much, you can pretty much look at people's expressions and tell what the church means to them about how they express themselves about the church, how committed they are to the church, how faithful they are to the church, how they love what's going on at the church. Amen. I was raised and taught if the church is making peanut butter, you be at the church. Amen. If the church is picking up trash, you be at the church. If the church is picking up trash on the street, you'd be at the church. If the church is having choir practice or a penny push, you'd be at the church. Whatever's going on at the church, well, it's getting quiet, but it's tight and right. Amen. Whatever's going on at the church, I want to be in the church because the church is going to survive the test of time. The church is going to make it when the rest of the world crumbles. When your job fails, the church will go on. When your health fails, the church will go on. Amen. When your car won't start, the church is still running. Amen. I'm glad that I'm part of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I can't help myself. When I think about the church, I still get a little bit excited. When I think about the church, I still get just slightly emotional. Amen. When I think about what the church has done for me. Yes, I was born in an apostolic church. Amen. But I got reborn at the age of 17. And I want to tell you, since I was born into the apostolic church of God, my life has never been the same again. I thank God for the church. Amen. 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 I think some people has got the idea if it wasn't for the church, I could do this. If it wasn't for the church, I could do that. If it wasn't for the church, I could have this. If it wasn't for the church, I could go there. It's always the church's fault. Amen. But when I look at the church, if it wasn't for the church, number one, I'd be lost. If it wasn't for the church, I'd be a drug addict. If it wasn't for the church, I'd be divorced. If it wasn't for the church, I'd be in bad health. If it wasn't for the church, I'd be an alcoholic. If it wasn't for the church, I'd be all men most miserable. So I get excited about the church. I get excited because I'm part of the church. Thank God for the church. Could I just get a good old-fashioned amen? Thank God for the church. I was lost, but the church was there to open the doors to me. I didn't deserve salvation, but the church was there to help me get where I needed to get in God. Hallelujah. The church. It was purchased by precious blood. It was purchased by precious blood. Amen. I, I need to move on, but I tell you right now, some of you is not excited enough about the church. Some of you don't remember the problems you had when you walked into the church. Amen, Brother Trey. I can always remember his testimony. He said he was, I think he was 16 years old. And he come in the parking lot on a Sunday night. And he drove into the parking lot. He said, I just sat there in a church, church parking lot. I was scared to get out of the truck, but I wanted to go to church. And he said the next Sunday he pulled up in the parking lot. And he sat there and he sat there and he sat there. And finally he got up enough nerve to go inside the church. Since he went inside the church his life has never been the same again amen he found his wife in the church amen he found God in the church he found his children in the church and now he's pastoring a church in Galveston because of the church it still means everything to me it's still great to me it's still powerful to me it's still marvelous to me I still love the church Woo. praise God the church has never been an embarrassment to me the church 
which was purchased with precious blood. Amen. God loved it so much that he purchased it with his own blood. And then he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Amen. The devil has tried to destroy it. But the Bible said the gates of hell shall not prevail. It will come against it. Amen. People has tried to stomp it out. They tried to burn it out. They tried to push it out. They tried to keep it out of their communities. They tried to keep it out of their towns. They tried to push it out of the city. They tried to regulate it out of business. And there will be more regulations coming down the pike to try to stop the church. Amen. But I want to tell you, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. The liberals can't stop it. Amen. The conservatives can't stop it. Amen. Government's not ever going to stop it. Amen. Because it's created and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ said the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm glad I'm in the church. Hallelujah. From the very beginning of time, they tried to put the chief apostle that preached the plan, the New Testament plan of salvation in jail. They had cut off James's head for preaching the gospel. So they put the apostle Peter in jail also because the people was pleased. There would be people that would be so happy if this church did not exist on Highway 92 North in Sealsby, Texas. Amen. It would just make their day to see it fold up and crash and burn. Amen. There's people, no doubt, that was rejoicing when the church previous to this, the building had burned. Amen. The building might have burned, but the church did not burn. Amen. The church has always been burning. The church has always been on fire. The church has always been contagiously burning for God. Amen, 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 amen. But can I tell you that this church is absolutely the best thing that's ever happened to this community. Amen, the church is still, I, I remember, I remember brother, I heard brother Copeland, brother Tim Copeland preach one time and he was talking about trying to get ordinances passed and moved and changed where they could have church at the property where they were moving to. There was city ordinances against it, people coming up and didn't want to have a church there and didn't want to do this and didn't want to do that. So he went to the city officials, went to city hall and went to the city council meeting and they asked him, just tell us why you think it's good and what this church can profit the community. Amen, Brother Copeland being a tremendous preacher, you just put him behind that podium and he just took off. Amen. After he got through for about 20 minutes of telling them the importance of the church to their community and what the church could do, they said, oh, we're going to vote to pass any law that we need to pass and change any ordinance that we need to change where we can have that church right here in this town because it's a blessing. Amen. I want to tell you today that the town is a better place because of the church. 
amen, some of you think a little less of yourself than what you ought to. Amen, but when you're in the church, you don't have to hang your head. You don't have to walk around like you're some second-class rated citizen. Amen, but hold your head up. Not in a naughty way, not in a biased way, but hold it up. I'm a child of the king. What happened to me can happen to you because I went to church. Hallelujah. 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 The world needs a church to be the church. Amen. I was I was trying to put this together and that song come to my mind. Let the church, the only line I know of it, let the church be the church. And let the people be the people. Let the church be the church and let the people rejoice. Amen. I don't know how it goes and I don't know the tune of it. Amen. But I like that. Let the church be the church. See, the devil don't want the church to be the church. The devil don't want you to be the... You know who is the church? You are the church. It's not the building that makes the church. It's the people that make the church. I am the church of God. Amen. The apostle Paul said to the church of Corinth, I'm not writing to a building. I'm not writing to an organization. But I'm writing to the church. I'm talking to you. Amen. You are called to be saints. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Just preaching about the church makes me excited. If you can't tell, amen, I get a little bit uptight. Amen, I get a little bit careless when I start thinking about the church. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to be in the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Some of you was headed to divorce court. But you came to church. Oh, I was listening to a testimony of a brother that was saying, man, I tell you what, the first time I finally went to the church, amen, I was headed for divorce court. I was about to lose my job. My life was turned upside down. And a preacher come down and told me, he said, what you need to do is repent. He said, and I repented. The next night I come to church and he said, what you need to do is get baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. And he said, I got baptized in Jesus' name. He said, what you need is you need the Holy Ghost. He said, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And the devil wants to tell me, get out of the church. The devil's crazy as he's ever looked in his life. Amen. I'm not about to leave the church. I'm not about to step out of the church. Thank God for the church. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you hadn't caught on yet. Some of you hadn't caught hold of it yet. Thank God for the church. What does a church mean to you today? What does it mean to you today? 
amen doesn't mean as much or more to you than it did the day you was filled with the Holy Ghost amen the day you got the Holy Ghost it was the greatest thing in the entire world well I want to tell you brother the church hadn't changed you change the church hadn't changed amen it's still as real as it ever was Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We better calm down a little bit, these crazy radicals up here. Acting like the church did something for you. I don't know where you got that from. tell you man the church is I, I, I was born in the church you know I was raised in the church I cut my teeth on a church pew yeah there's people that cut their teeth on a church pew that's dead burning in hell right now there's people that cut their teeth on a church pew that's so strung out on drugs they can't even say their name right now if it was not for the grace of God and the church that reeled you in That wouldn't happen to me. You take it out of your life and you see where you are in 10 years. Oh, praise God. Praise God. I got to move on. I won't ever get to what I want to talk about. You radicals, y'all calm down. Now, don't be acting crazy like, like the church is the best thing that you've ever got a hold of. I'm telling you, some of you is amazing me. I couldn't get out, but God brought me out. I couldn't find deliverance, but God gave me deliverance. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world, the world needs the church. Amen. The only salvation of this world is the church being in this world. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Just before I move on, Brother Jerry, has anything changed for you since you come into the church? Did you have any money in your pocket before you come to church? I've been poor. I've been poor. I've been poor all my life. I never had nothing. 
couldn't even hold down a job, could you? He told me, he said he prayed that God give him a desire to work. Lord, I wish to God, whoa, hallelujah, Jesus, praise God, thank you, Lord. Amen, but he found it in the church. He owns his own business now. He's driving a new truck now. He has a home now. He has a family now. Amen, he got it at the church. Thank God for the church. Woo, praise God. Praise God. And some people want to say, if it wasn't for the church, oh, bless your heart. I say, if it wasn't for the church, I wouldn't have two pennies to rub together. But thank God for the church. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Y'all return to your seats. I got to slow down. I got to finish what I feel like I need to tell you this morning. The world needs the church to be the church. If the church, if we are the church of God, bought with His blood, we shall take on the mind of Christ. What did Christ come to do now I want to tell you the bloodline is strong amen I tell you I've been I've been away from Stuttgart for 20 24 years almost 24 years there's kids there that I don't even know who they are when I go back there I don't know who they are but I tell you what, I can look at them and I can tell you who their daddy or grandpa is. I said, I don't know what your name is, son, but I know what bloodline you come from. Because that, that bloodline is stout. Now, if we are the church, meaning us individuals, we should take on the nature of Christ because we have Christ's blood flowing in our veins. What did he come to do? Luke chapter 19 and verse number 10 says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The mission of the church. What is the mission of the church? It's not just where we can drive nice vehicles. It's not just where we can be blessed. It's not just where we can have plenty. But the mission of the church has been and always will be a soul-saving station. It's where the hurting can come and find healing. It's where the weary can come and find rest. It's where the lost can come and find salvation. We have revival after revival after revival. Most of the time, revival is simply what it is. It's reviving something that is on the brink of death. Amen. And we say, oh, we had a great revival. It was for the church. We had a revival for the church. And I'm not criticizing that. I'm using that to make a statement and a point of what the church is for. And that is good. That is great. We need revival in the church. 
We need to pray backslidden saints through. We need to pray saints of God that has gotten cold and indifferent with God through. We even need to pray those through that cannot get emotional when you talk about how great the church is. Just thought I'd drop that in on you. <clears throat> Shall I say that again? I might ought to move on. Amen. But we use that for a cop-out of all we have in revival for the church because we have lost the mission of the church and what the church is and what the world needs. The world does not need to see us just be heady and high-minded and blessed of God. Although I think there is nothing wrong with being blessed of God. The world does not just need to see our nice cars. Somebody had made mention to me, said someone in town says, my goodness, everybody at that church must be rich. You drive by that parking lot and it's full of new cars. Amen. I've drive by some honky-tonks sometimes. It's got some new ones sitting in it too. But that sometimes makes people a little upset. The preacher dresses too nice. The preacher has too nice of a home. The preacher has too much money. The preacher is, what they're saying is, the preacher's just too blessed of God. Shame on them. They should have been called into the ministry, is all I got to say. Amen. God blesses them who work for him. God blesses people who live for him, who learn how to bless God. You're not going to hold your fist closed when it comes offering time and tithing time and expect God to open up the windows of heaven. Amen. Because God cannot bless what you have not given away. Amen. But God loves to bless his people. But that is not all they need to see about the church. We use revival as for the church as a cop-out. Amen. Everybody in the church does not have to be perfect to have an increasing of souls. Amen. Everybody in the church does not have to be right with God for God to fill someone with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is God's good will that we be in good health and that we prosper. Amen. It is also God's good will from the very beginning of time. He told us to be prosperous and multiply upon the earth. Amen. People do not have to be in total harmony and agreement to produce children. Amen. I have seen sick people have babies. I've seen mean people have babies. I've seen ugly people have babies. I've seen fighting people have babies. The list goes on and on and on. You don't have to be in a perfect marriage to produce children. Can I get it? No, I don't need a witness. Amen. You don't have to have everything going. Has any man or any wife ever had an argument? I've had a few arguments with my wife. And I still have four girls. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. You do not have to be in perfect agreement to have children. So many times we use this for a cop-out. The church has to be perfect. You can't have any sin in the church. You can't have any wrong spirits in the church to have an increasing of souls. That's a cop-out that the devil is putting before you because he does not want the church to be the church. Now some of you say, oh man, I thought the church was going to be per-. The church is not going to be perfect because we're in it. Amen. The church, now let's go back. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Amen. The church at Corinth. Paul wrote the letters to the church at Corinth, which was a thriving church. They were taking communion and getting drunk. It's amazing how they did that on grape juice. Just thought I'd drop that in on you. Because they did not use Welch's in the Bible. <clears throat> they were using communion as a time of fellowship and fun. There was one place in one of the churches where they were mixed up in marriage. Was it like this that a son had his father's wife? That's right here in your Bible, folks. It's in there. That was going on in the church. But you know what the church done? The church kept on going. In the book of Acts, church, you have liars and deceivers in the church. Ananias and Sapphira got together and said, yeah, this is all of it. This is all of my tithe. How I keep coming back to that. This is everything that I made. Yeah, this is, this is 10%, brother. Oh, yeah, this is, that is lying to the Holy Ghost is what happened. Amen. Woo, I feel it. <laughs> and what happened to them was somebody come in and drug him out. And then here comes his wife. Oh, yeah. And the apostle said, why have you got together? Convened in your spirit to lie to the Holy Ghost. And the same men come back in and drug her out. Oh, God, help us. Don't start doing that today, Lord. That was going on in the church. But the church was still having an increase. The devil has a new method that he has been using on us. That it's not perfect so we, we can't produce children. It's not in perfect health so we can't see an increase of souls. We just need to have revival for the church. We just need to all get here and shout and run and have a good time in the church. Not try to witness to the lost and not try to pray people through. I want to tell you the church needs to be the church. And the people need to rejoice 
but the people need to do what the church is called to do. We've got to get out into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. We've got to tell them, hey, I may not be the perfect man, but I went to church. And I want to tell you what God can do for you at the church. I want to tell you what a difference God can make at the church. Oh, has anybody ever heard of the saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop? Amen, I want to tell you, an idle church is a devil's workshop. If we want to be a victorious church, if we want to be a church that's on fire for God, we've got to get out and produce some babies. Amen, we've got to burst some young into the house of God. We've got to go get the drug addict and bring them to church. We've got to go get the prostitute and bring them to church. We've got to go get the hurting and bring them to church. We've got to go bring those to church that's less fortunate than ourselves and get them to the, oh I've lost your amen now. But the church needs to be the church and the people need to be the people and we need to reach the lost with the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. We need to get our mind off of our problems. How many has ever been sick? You get to thinking about sickness. Man, and it'll start tormenting you. Got a pain in my side. I know good and well it's cancer. Oh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I can remember one time, and I, I'm almost through, but, but uh, I've almost quietened everybody down, so I'm going to quit. Amen. But I can remember one time my daddy had this lady in our church, and he's telling the story about it. She had a wreck on the way. Her husband had a wreck on the, on the way to church, and her head hit the windshield. And uh, she had a towel. She come to the church with a towel wrapped around her head. So, oh, brother buddy, that's what they called him. Oh, brother buddy, pray for me. My head's bleeding. I'm busted wide open. They was going to take her to the doctor. Oh, my head's bleeding. It's busted wide open. So they prayed for her. And then daddy said, well, let's... Let's just take the towel. He said, I didn't see any blood on the towel. And said, let's just take the towel off. So, oh, she was hurting and she was in pain. And, and she was in agony. And she was suffering from the blood loss and, and from the concussion that she was had. And, and they started unwrapping the towel. And, and uh, they got it unwrapped. And, and Daddy said, well, there ain't no blood on your head. And she said, there, there's not. And she started feeling of her head. There's not any blood. Well, I guess, I guess I feel okay then. I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing better then. Amen. You see what the devil will do? He'll get you focused on your problems and your struggles and your trials. I can't invite anybody to church because I just don't feel good in my spirit. Bless your heart. You still got the message to deliver to a lost and a dying world. I want to tell you a backslid goat can bring people to church. Church. Amen. Because they have the gospel of Christ. Amen. Get them to church. I've seen backsliders bring people to church and they pray through. I've seen young people that was not right bring people to church and they pray through. Amen. I want to tell you today, the church needs to do the work of the church. We're living in a world that is in trouble. We're living in a world that is in distress. We're living in the midst of people with problems and they need 
lead the church. They need the church. They need the church. Your co-worker needs the church. Your schoolmate needs the church. Your teacher needs the church. Amen. Your family needs the church. Quit waiting to get perfect. Now I know I'm laying myself open to be criticized because you want to take what I say out of context. But do not take what I say out of context. Sin is not right and it will never be right. God does not want sin in the church. But sin is going to be in the church because the tares and the wheat are going to grow up together. When he comes, there's going to be a separating date. And he's going to gather the wheat into his barns. And he's going to burn the tares with, with fire. Now, if you don't know what that means, that means when you left behind, brother, you're going to burn in everlasting torment because you're not right. Amen. But quit letting the devil tell you that you can't win somebody to God. Quit letting the devil tell you you can't do it. Quit letting the devil tell you it can't happen to you. You can bring somebody to church. Oh, I got a bunch of hoot owls looking at me now. Praise God. I done, I done preached you out of the mood. Corinth was a sinful place. Corinth was a sinful place. It was an evil place. Somewhere between 100 and 700,000 people. They were gambling, they were drinking, they were murdering each other. They were committing sin. And God seen fit that Corinth needed a church. Galveston is a sinful place. Mardi Gras is going on. It's going to be even more sinful. Amen. But thank God for a group of people that felt and got on board and said, we feel like Galveston needs a church. 90,000 people. There's some different people gathered around that water, brother. They strange cookies over there. But they need a church. Sealsby needs a church. Your neighbor needs a church. And God seen fit some 90 years ago, somewhere around 90 years, put a church in Silsby. And there's still people that needs a church that lives in this community. We can hoard up all the blessings. We can enjoy the presence of God. We can shout till we fall out, look like we're having fits up here. It's all good. I love it all. 
That's all part of it. But the main mission of the church is he came to seek and to save that which was lost. They said, Jesus, why do you eat with the sinners? Why do you go fellowship with those publicans? What was his reply? It's not the whole that needs a physician. It's not those who are healthy, wealthy, and wise that needs the help. We have got to take this message outside these four walls. This is a new year. It was a new year. We're already a month into the year. It's time to make New Year's dedications and consecrations. Let it be that the first Pentecostal church of this year is going to win the lost. Thank God for the ones that we have won out of the world. But the harvest is ripe. I know I'm a little lengthy this morning, but you just have to bear with me. i got a lot to say. I told you I ate two donuts this morning. I'm ready to go. I could go all day long. I'm having a... Boy, you take a Holy Ghost rush and a sugar rush and put them together. This is what you get. <laughs> but let it be this year that, hey, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm no longer focused on my mishaps and my problems and my struggles and what my family's going through. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to talk to God about it. But I'm going to win somebody to the Lord. Is that a sinful word that I just said? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That blood is it's just in me. I can't help it. I can't help it. It's just flowing through my veins. I can't do nothing about it. It just happened to me when I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I took on the nature of Christ. No, I'm not perfect, but I got that going on in me. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Do you hear me this morning? Do you hear God knocking upon your heart's door? Quit using your problems for a cop-out to be a witness for God. When somebody gets a baby here, <clears throat> they might have had a rough pregnancy. They might have had a tough time. They might have had a lot of problems. They might not have much money. But boy, when that baby's born, it puts a smile on a person's face. <clears throat> and ain't it amazing how all of them, oh, they're so pretty. He's red. His face is swelled up. He don't have no teeth. Oh, ain't he so pretty. The nastiest of ugliest sinners can walk through the door 
and when they're born into the church. Oh, ain't he so pretty? Look at them. They're going down in Jesus' name. They're coming out a new creature. submission of the church amen the church has got to be the church the church has got to be the church and the people's got to be the people hallelujah let's all stand let's lift our hands toward heaven let's ask God to help us this morning oh help us put a burden in our spirits God Put a burden in our hearts, God. 